It's nighttime in the big city. A cop runs a license plate. I never tell the truth. It's theme time radio hour with your host, Bob Dylan. Welcome to Theme Time Radio Hour. I want to say a special hello to all people listening, and also to our four-legged friends, any fish, insects, or other creatures who might be near a radio. If you're listening last week, you know we were focusing on Noah's Ark and the animal inhabitants therein. Well, there are plenty of animals in the world, and no shortage of songs about them. So here we are again, ready to play more songs about more animals. So don't be a jackass. We're going to go ape. I'm going to take the bull by the horns, play a little cat and mouse, shoot some fish in a barrel, I'm going hog wild, because I'm crazy like a fox, proud as a peacock. So unless you're ugly as a toad, I'm ready to talk turkey. There'll be no weaseling out, as we have as much fun as a barrel of monkeys. I'm just wild about animal crackers, animal crackers, I can't live without animal crackers, animal crackers, bears and tigers haunt me all day. I am at a swell cafe, say all I order is animal crackers, animal crackers, fire crackers won't do. Goodness gracious, I'm no chump, I just bit off a camel hump, animal crackers, I love you. Don't miss the big side show. One place you can see a lot of animals is at the zoo. And if you're a member of the Meters, if you go down there, you might think they're asking for you. The Meters recorded this song in 1976, and it's one of their best remembered numbers. So here's Ziggy Modalist, Art Neville, Leo Nocentelli, and George Porter Jr. They're going down to the zoo, and guess what? They all ask for you. Oh. 
the big old sky and they all ask for you. The ducks ask, the eagles ask, and the bugs ask. for you here on Team Time Radio Hour and we're just knocking about the zoo. I don't know how I feel about zoos. I mean, for a lot of people, it's the only chance they're going to have to see a giraffe or an elk or a capybara. But the animal rights activists think that zoos are bad. They say they're like prisons for animals being held against their will in a confined space away from others of their own type and their own environment. And what have they done? Sound like they stole a car or something. They say it's not even educational. They say when you see an animal in the zoo, it's only a shell of the animal. The full wild nature of the animal, muted by its locked up status. I mean, I always like seeing the animals. Now I feel guilty. Coming up next, a wild, wild record on the specialty record label from a man by the name of Roddy Jackson. It's one of my three favorite songs about Nice. It's called Moose on the Loose. Well, I went to a party the other night, and all at once I got a fright. I heard a crash and I ran outside. I took one look and I almost died. Then someone shouted, save your skin. The whole darn zoo is a coming in. There's a moose on the loose. There's a bear on the chair. Well, there's a monk on the bone. There's a deer in the beer. Climb the tree. He climbed the tree. Oh, well, everyone began to run. 
someone yelled, go get a gun. An elephant broke right through the wall, and soon the rope began to fall. And then I heard a lion roar, and someone screaming at the door. There's a moose on the loose, yes, and there's a bear on the chair. Well, there's a monk on the bone, there's a deer in the ear. Jackson and his song about a moose should not be confused with Bull Moose Jackson, the King Records recording artist who recorded Big Ten Inch Record, and also Elephant Taylor, who was a rival of Joseph Smith when Smith was starting his religion back in the 1800s. Many people confuse Elephant Taylor with noted jazz singer Elephant Gerald, but we'll be clearing up all of these mysteries, including stories about Red Fox, Bobby Bear, the famous stand-up comic Gary Mule Deer, Richard Rabbit Brown, Eddie Rabbit, and world-famous poker champion, Armadillo Slim. Beware the Jabberwock, my son, the jaws that bite, the claws that catch. Beware the Jubjub bird and shun the frumious bandersnatch. He took his vorpal sword in hand, long time the manxome foe he sought. So rested he by the tum-tum tree, and stood a while in thought. And as in uffish thought he stood, the jabberwock with eyes of flame came whiffling through the tulgy wood, and burbled as it came. One, two, one, two, and through and through the vorpal blade went snicker-snack. He left it dead, and with its head he went galumping back. And hast thou slain the Jabberwock? Come to my arms, my beamish boy. O frabjous day, kaloo, kalay, he chortled in his joy. Grace Slick wrote this next song for her original group, The Great Society, but she took it with her when she joined the Jefferson Airplane. Now it's not somebody to love. Her husband Darby wrote that. This one's called White Rabbit. She says she was inspired by hours and hours of listening to Miles Davis's Sketches of Spain. I'm going to have to listen closely and see if I can hear that in here. Grace said that she wrote this song to combine her favorite childhood fantasies and compare them to the drug journeys being taken up on hate Ashbury. Grace believed that telling children's stories like Alice in Wonderland with its mushrooms, The Wizard of Oz with its field of poppies, and Peter Pan where characters can fly with a little pixie dust, would naturally lead the young adults to experiment with drugs. As she put it, you wonder why we do it? Well, what did you read to me? Here's the result, White Rabbit.
is very slick, telling us to feed our heads. That's not a direct quotation from the Dormouse, by the way. Another famous rabbit could only be seen by Jimmy Stewart. His name was Harvey, and he was the imaginary six-foot-eight rabbit that was a figment of Elwood P. Dowd's mind. Elwood was played by Jimmy, and his society man and sister tried to put him away in a mental institution. He loved Harvey, though. Finally, he was given a choice whether or not to take a shot of medicine that would keep him from ever seeing the giant rabbit again. He wouldn't take the medicine. He decided he would rather have an individual quirk that makes him happy over a life of conformity and normalcy. Another blue struck for the nonconformist. We've talked about the Roy Carr and how he was an urban bluesman, benefited greatly from the development of the microphone. He and his partner Scrapper Backwell performed both sad, quiet blues and energetic, humorous songs. This one's more in the second camp. It's from the early 30s, and it's called Carried Water for the Elephant. Circus came to town to the circus I went. Didn't have a ticket, didn't have a cent. Circus man said to see the shore without a cent. You got to carry water for the elephant. Carried water for the elephant Back and forth to the well I went Arms got sore and my back got bent But I couldn't fill up the elephant I says to the man with a standing up collar Bet for a bit that elephants are holler. He gave me a ticket, says, first you'll see the animals in the menagerie. First I saw a lion and the lion he roared. <laughs> saw the wild duck and the wild duck quack. Quack, quack, quack. Saw the wild cat and the wild cat meow. <laughs> saw the old crow and the old crow call. <laughs> Saw Mr. Possum sitting on a limb, big black bear sitting next to him. Saw the old monkey like in a zoo, and a wild rooster says cock-a-doodle-doodle-doo. Saw the hippopotamus splash in the water, Trying to flirt with a crocodile daughter. Saw the giraffe and a big kangaroo. Saw an owl holler, hoo hoo hoo. Saw the wild birds and the birds sing sweet. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Saw the wild dogs and the wild dogs bark. Ow, ow, ow. Saw the cuckoo and the cuckoo coo. Saw the hyena and the hyena laugh. I went down to the circus tent. Sure am doggone glad I went. Saw the whole show didn't cost a cent. Cause I carried water for the elephant. Scrapper back while Leroy knew what he was saying about 
and one of the odd jobs he had was in a circus. He was also a bootlegger. Served time in prison in 1925 for bootlegging. But I don't know if he wrote any songs about that. This is Theme Time Radio Hour, and we believe the same thing Thornton Wilder did. The best thing about animals is they don't talk much. Voltaire was an animal lover, and he cited these advantages. They never hear the clock tick. They die without any idea of death. Their last moments are not disturbed by unwelcome and unpleasant ceremonies. Their funerals cost him nothing, and no one starts lawsuits over their wills. Walt Whitman had a very similar idea in mind when he said, I think I can turn and live with animals. They are so placid and self-contained. I stand and look at them long and long. They do not sweat and whine about their condition. They do not lie awake in the dark and weep for their sins. They do not make me sick discussing their duty to God. No one is dissatisfied. Not one is demented with the mania of owning things. Not one kneels to another, nor to his kind that lived thousands of years ago. Not one is respectable or unhappy over the whole earth. Walt Whitman, Poet Unleashed. Entertainment history is full of stories about educated animals. On his 1972 album, Sail Away, Randy Newman wrote about one of these acts. Here he is, telling you all about Simon Smith and the amazing dancing bear. I may go out tomorrow if I can borrow a coat to wear. I step out in style with my sincere smile And my dancing bear raging, alarming, courageous, charming oh, Who would think a boy in bear could be well except everywhere It's just amazing how fair people can be Places where well-fed faces are stopped to stare Making the grandest entrance of Simon Smith In his dancing bell they love us Won't they? They feed us, don't they? Smith and the Amazing Dancing Bear. You know, animals of all types appeared in vaudeville. Horses, pigs, cats, dogs, bears, elephants, monkeys, and birds. Some of the most famous vaudeville acts included Laura Comstock's Bag Punch and Dog, Professor Leonardo's Troop of Cats and Dogs, and Dumbo the Trained Elephant. Theater owners loved these animal acts. 
They were called dumbacks. They'd be put either first or last on the bill. This allowed the theater owner to stop the show or end the show while the people were either coming in or going out. This way, noise from the audience talking and looking for their seats wouldn't destroy the act. I ran into Ricky Jay at Target and I asked him about animal acts. He told me about a wild one. I'm not even going to tell you what kind of animals used because they'll let them surprise you. Well, Bob, when you speak about learned animals, I think most people's imagination goes to dogs or horses or pigs. But it's interesting that even insects have been trained in some famous acts. Wildman's bees. He was a circus rider who rode around the rink with five swarms of bees surrounding his face. And on a given command, they would separate so he could drink from a glass of wine. Bob, I know you were a fan of Hubert's Museum on 42nd Street, where Professor Roy G. Heckler had his famous train flea circus. He had 13 fleas. That was three principals and 10 understudies, and they would perform four separate acts. Since the 16th century, there have been instances of men uh, capturing fleas and making them do their bidding. It's said that over the years, fleas have been exhibiting rationality sufficient to ride a toboggan, impersonate Napoleon, or reenact the siege of Antwerp. Thanks a lot, Ricky. That's insane. Charlie Waller was in a group with Buzz Busby called the Bayou Boys. The Bayou Boys were in a terrible car accident in 1957. Charlie Waller put together a new group. That band evolved and became the country gentleman. Charlie on guitar and singing, along with mandolin player John Duffy, banjo player Bill Emerson, and Tom Morgan on the bass. Here they are, 1970, singing about the fox on the run. She walks through the corn, leading down to the river. Her hair shone like gold in the hot morning sun.
was Fox on the Run, The Country Gentleman. Fox hunting has been around for over 300 years. The training of hounds to hunt foxes came about after the restoration of King Charles II in 1660. The huntsman would cry, Tayo, back in the days of stag hunting. This was anglicized to tally ho, a phrase you often hear in fox hunts. By the mid-1700s, Whigs began to caricature the country gentry as ill-educated buffoons whose sole occupation was fox hunting. Farmers didn't mind it, though, as the hunters gave them a method of getting rid of an animal that they saw as at best. People who hate fox hunting say that using dogs to hunt them is cruel and unnecessary. And finally, in 2005, an act of parliament made it illegal to use dogs for fox hunting. S is for sea lion. Let's listen to its bark. This is Theme Time Radio Hour, tripping through the various phylum and finding songs wherever we look. For example, Nina Simone is going to tell us all about the sea lion woman. There she was, young Gibson in black, Nina Simone, sea lion woman. Here's another strong-willed woman, and I mean that in the best possible way. Here's a song by Joni Mitchell from an album she did with a title. That's the Arabic word, flight from a dream. The word is Hajira. This song, Coyote, was one of the favorites from it. Here's Joni Mitchell, and she's singing about a coyote 
maybe of the two-legged variety. No regrets, Coyote. We just come from such different sets of circumstance. I'm up all night in the studios and you're up early on your ranch. You'll be brushing out a broodmare's tail while the sun is ascending and I'll just be getting home with my real trivia.
it's only Mitchell and Coyote, an animal related to the dog and found in all parts of the United States, except for Hawaii. They're a very vocal animal. It uses a long howl to let other members of the pack know where it is. They use a short box to warn of danger. They also growl when establishing dominance. Hawaii and Whimper, when they are establishing bonds, they produce high-pitched barks to summon puppies. And sometimes late at night, when they're all relaxing, they sing Johnny Mitchell songs. A little while ago, Levi Carr mentioned a possum in a song about ringing water to the elephants. Well, I like possums. I think they deserve their own song. So I'm going to play one for you. It's sung by Johnny Ferdinand Mercer, but he didn't write it. It was written by W. Dunham and T. Shan. It seems odd. I only know the first initials of the writers, but I even know Johnny's middle name. No telling from what you remember. Here's Johnny Mercer and the Possum Song. Six tall, slim, slick, sycamore sapling, possum up a tree. Somewhere up in one of those saplings, possum laughing at me. Hound dog Ben, know what he's saying, possum on a limb. He done hidden one of them saplings, I'll get even with him. Get a going feet, gotta run, get my gun, beat it over yonder to the holler. Moon is shining bright on the treetops tonight, possum ain't far, thaw, he are thaw. Six tall, slim, slick, sycamore sapling, possum on the loose. He's been stealing all of my chickens, now I'll cook his goose. Possum knows he's in a jam, he'd go good with candied yams. Doggone tootin', sure as I'm shootin', possum fallin' for me. In every pot, you hear me? Six tall, slim, slick, sycamore saplings, possum up a tree. Somewhere up in one of those saplings, possum's laughing at me. Hound dog Ben knows what he's saying, possum on a limb. He done hit one of those saplings, I'll get even with him. Get a going feet, gotta run, get my gun, beat it over yonder to the holler. Johnny Mercer. Possums are the only marsupial, that means a mammal with a pouch, that is found in the United States and Canada. 
with excellent tree climbers and spend most of the time up in the air. They have sharp claws, which can dig into the bark, and they have a prehensile, gripping tail. They can use that like an extra limb. And we all know the expression playing possum, meaning pretending you're dead. Also, the famed country singer George Jones had the nickname of possum, not because he played dead, but because he kind of looked like one. This is Theme Time Radio Hour, your home for barking dreams, roaring themes, and slithering schemes. Climb aboard Noah's Ark with us. It's a musical menagerie, animalistically speaking, where animals are king. from animals. The problem is, some of us have not sprung far enough. There's a song that tells us that story, but Tits and the Maytales, we're gonna tell you all about the monkey man. I've seen a sign of you, I only hear that you're hogging up 
That was Tits and the Maytales, Monkey Man. I think that might have been produced by the Chinese Jamaican producer, Leslie Kong. Chinese Jamaican, that'd be a good kind of food. Get myself some General Chow's jerk chicken. Monkeys have been very helpful through history. Perhaps none more helpful as helping hands. The monkey helpers for the disabled. This is a national nonprofit organization. It serves quadriplegics and other people with severe spinal cord injuries. They give these people highly trained monkeys to assist with daily activities. It takes years of training to train a monkey to do a multitude of tasks. And the tasks sometimes change. For example, monkeys recently had to be taught how to turn on and load computers and CD players while they were able to stop teaching them how to place a record on a turntable. These monkeys are amazingly smart and amazingly loyal. Hats off to the people at Helping Hands for bringing monkeys into these people's lives. If they push that button, if they push that button, kiss your hands, kiss your hands, goodbye, 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 kiss your hands, kiss your hands, goodbye, 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 they talking about, they talking about, nuclear war, nuclear war, talking about, talking about, nuclear war. The 50s were a scary time. The threat of atomic bombs hung over everyone's head. People dealt with it in unusual ways. In 1951, civil defense pamphlets said that atomic blasts create fires, and they advised a clean building seldom burns. People actually believed that keeping a tidy home would protect them from atomic devastation. At school, kids were told to duck and cover, as if hiding under your desk could save you. To be fair, no one really knew about nuclear fallout at that point. It wasn't until 1954, when they did tests at the Marshall Islands, that they saw how bad radiation sickness could be. But even after they knew, they kept the duck and cover propaganda going. They thought it kept the country focused, afraid, and alert. It downplayed the real horror of a nuclear war, allowing people to think that such a thing could actually be won. And that's when three songwriters, two Leos and a Leon, Leon Carr, Leo Corday, and Leo Langlois stepped in. They wrote a song called Duck and Cover, it was used in an educational film with a turtle by the name of Bert who was trying to protect himself from a monkey with firecrackers. The music was arranged and sung by Dave Lambert, who later went on to be part of Lambert, Hendrix, and Ross. But the song had a life of its own and was recorded a few times. The version we're gonna play come out as a kid's 78 from a Chicago children's show host named Dick Two-Ton Baker. Here he is on the car record label, 1953, and a warning to all you children, if you think an atomic bomb is coming, just duck and cover. There was a turtle by the name of Bert, and Bert the turtle was very alert. When danger threatened him, he never got hurt. He knew just what to do. He'd duck and cover. Duck and cover. He'd hide his head and tail and four little feet. He'd duck and cover. He hid beneath his little shell until the coast was clear. Then one by one his head and tail and legs would reappear. By acting calm and cool he proved he was a hero too. For finding safety is the bravest, wisest thing to do. And now his little friends are just like Bert. And
And every turtle is very alert When danger threatens them They never get hurt They know just what to do They duck and cover Duck and cover They hide their heads and tails And four little feet They duck and cover He hid beneath his little shell Until the coast was clear Then one by one His head and tail and legs would reappear By acting calm and cool He proved he was a hero too For finding safety is the bravest, wisest thing to do. And now his little friends are just like Bert, and every turtle is very alert. When danger threatens them, they never get hurt. They know just what to do. They duck and cover, duck and cover. They hide their heads and tails and four little feet, they duck and cover they duck 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 and cover that was dick two-ton baker and a very sick song duck and cover from a very sick time now of course we know that ducking and covering won't help you unless you're wearing a hat made out of tinfoil Roaches have been around for 300 million years, and they have a great reputation as being the only probable survivors of a nuclear war. Obviously, they know how to duck and cover, but in truth, they're only a little bit better at surviving radiation than we are. There's a lot of other insects who will do a lot better, but I guess the cockroaches have a good press agent. Next up, the Blues Rockers and Colin Out Cows, one of the few records that features a tuned cow, and it also mentions margarine. Come on up to the barn, boys. Caught an old cow down on the farm. Caught an old cow up to the barn. Cow moved this morning just before day. You better come and get it, we got to give it away. We're gonna give a little milk and give a little cream. The best you has ever seen. Calling all cows down on the farm. Calling all cows up to the barn. We're gonna give a little buddy, little margarine. And when you get a load, you'll be pleased. Into the pasture, into the woods. We're gonna get a little something that's mighty good. Last night I heard Papa and my Mama say. She give it all away If you want a good steak Come and go with me I know a place to get the best That you has ever seen Calling all cows down on the farm Calling all cows up to the barn When you hear this song 
I guess that's a variation on the name Maji. Those are the Blues Rockers on Accelo Records, a song written by Early Drain, and they're calling all the cows. Temple Grandin would not be able to call the cows, but she sure could understand them. She was born in Boston, Massachusetts. She's an associate professor at Colorado State. Got her BA from Franklin Pierce College. She got a PhD in animal science at Arizona State. She was also autistic, perhaps the highest functioning autistic person in history. She didn't talk until she was three and a half. She communicated her frustration by screaming, peeping, and humming. They thought she had brain damage, and she needed to be institutionalized. In 1950, she was diagnosed as autistic, and as an adult, it was recognized that she had Asperger's syndrome, a high-functioning form of autism. She used to attack people. She would panic if people tried to touch her, rearing back like a wild animal. She realized that her actions mirrored those of horses and cattle. This insight gave her a special window into those animals' psychology. She was visiting a relative's cattle ranch in Colorado, and she saw the cowboys herding the animals into something called a squeeze chute, the chute that had wooden walls and would clamp around the cow so they could give it a vaccination. As she watched this strange machine, Temple Granton realized that she'd been craving intense pressure like this her whole life. She built a squeeze chute for herself. It helped her relax and stopped her from feeling afraid. Oliver Sacks called it a hugging machine in a profile he wrote of her. She went on to design a number of systems using her unique insight that used behavioral principles instead of brute force or fear to handle livestock. She improved squeak shoots and restraint systems. Her breakthroughs in design have made slaughterhouses much more humane, and she's been recognized by farm owners and animal rights specialists as being instrumental in helping the animals. Temple Grandin from Asperger to Hamburger. Last week I mentioned Memphis Minnie, and I said I had to play one black rat, and I do. Here's Minnie and a tale of one black rat. Yes, you is one black rat. Someday I'll find your trail. Yes, you is one black rat. Someday I'll find your trail. Yeah, he is one. 
Memphis Mini and you is one black rat. It's a song that always makes me think of James Cagney and you Diddy Rat. Well, this is Theme Time Radio Hour and it's been our Noah's Ark show and I know we've already done a show about birds but I think I gotta end with this song anyway. It's sung by a guy named Ferlin Husky and every time I play Ferlin, I'll tell you about why he changed his name. Ferlin recorded under his own name and also developed a comic alter ego named Simon Crumb but there's no comedy in this song. It's all about a snow white dove and if you're doing a show about Noah's Ark you better end with the dove. Here's Phil and Husky on the wings of a snow white dove. On the wings of a snow white dove, he sends his pure sweet love, a sign from above. On the wings of a dove, when troubles surround us, when evils come, the body grows weak. The spirit grows numb When these things beset us He doesn't forget us He sends down his love On the wings of a dove On the wings of a snow white dove He sends his pure sweet love When Noah had drifted on the flood many days, he searched for land in various ways. Troubles he had some, but wasn't forgotten. He sent him his love. Of a dove on the wings of a snow white dove, he sent his pure sweet love, a sign from above. On the wings of a dove, on the wings of a snow white dove, he sent his.